Hi everyone, it's Salman Qureshi. You're listening to the Expat Brat Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I hope you are all recovering from your wonderful Eid holidays last week. Was it a week ago? I, can't, I don't know where the time flies. And have got back into your workplaces because it's so exciting to go into a desk job and spend your time from 9 to 5 or it is, it's 8 to 5 in this country. 8 to 5, you know? I even understand that song, working 9 to 5, because I <laughs> because you have to do 8 to 5 here. It includes a lunch hour at most places, but uh, but I figure, man, you people work here too long, too early, and no wonder everyone's just like stressed about things, right? They got to reduce work hours for everybody here. Anywho... Uh, now that you guys are all back at your desk jobs, going in your cars, it's great uh, great for uh, podcasters like us because, hey, you need some kind of entertainment. On the way back, if you were sitting at home, would you care to listen, right? Think about it. If you could travel by cycle by a, with a bicycle or the metro easily, would you buy a car? Think about the damage to the economy, you selfish, green earth-loving Ugh, I'm not even going to finish that sentence off. That's right. Okay, we need to keep this stuff going. Keep it running. So you got to like be in the rat race. We don't want people stepping out of the rat race too much. Okay, all right, nice. Who's going to buy entertainment if their lives are entertaining enough? Oh, dear. Am I on to something? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Welcome, and it's... uh. What are we talking about this episode, man? Uh, you know, <laughs> everyone's going on summer holidays, and I, I think I've hit a, a, upon the secret for a country, a very simple thing for countries to turn their wonderful nations into tourist attracting scums. Scums, not scums. Scums is a person, I guess. Uh, what was that European country? Where, you know, when COVID hit, they were just really glad. The locals were just really glad the tourists were not coming in anymore because they were like, wow, you know, the air's cleaner. There's less congestion. We don't have to take crap from these crappy tourists. Probably destroyed their economy, but a lot of the local population was quite happy. Was it Venice? I'm not sure. Um, I'd look it up, but I'm lazy. Anyway, the the point is, you know, tourism does uh, help a lot because you want the guys, you want the people coming in who are going to spend money. I don't care about like the hitchhiker gang, right? Like there's no point advertising just beautiful mountains and stuff because that's the crowd it'll attract. And then, you know, what are you really getting out of it? Right? <laughs> These guys come in, spread some joy and love. We want the dollar. Okay, we want people coming in, spending big, big money. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I, I chanced upon this. I came up with this or uh, I realized this because uh, I was I'm planning to travel to Algeria in September, October for some work. And so I, out of curiosity, I looked up online. I was like, what are the top 10 things to do in Algeria or top places to see? And after like. When as I went down the list, after number three, everything else just seemed like they had put that in to fill up 
complete the top 10, right? <laughs> it was really bad. It was like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on Algeria. I'm talking about in general. There are loads of countries who just don't do it right. Yeah. So after like the first couple of great stuff, it, it trickled down to, I don't know, you know, like uh, we have a mountain, we have a river that's blue. <laughs> There's a chair at the local cinema, 4B. It's um, it's cleaner than the others, you know, like you could see they're grasping at straws by that point. And it made me go, hey, that's a nice first A. If you're looking to tour around, uh, visit countries, then you got to find then you just this is a this is like the test what do they call it like uh, it's a test all right it's the it's a test if a country doesn't have a top 10 good list then you know how bad it'll be when you actually get there so don't put it on your things to see think countries to visit list all right <laughs> so <clears throat> but vice versa when i think about it i'm like look that's all countries need to do they need to have here's the thing they need to have 10 places 10 things on their list that really make people go, yeah, I want to see this, all right? Just 10, all right? I don't think that's too hard to do. Just 10 marvels. Uh, uh, dress it up. Ideally, five of them should be something in one of your main cities that you're trying to turn into the tourist hub because then uh, you, you can have like a little bit of shopping malls, bars, restaurants, clubs, whatever, that will suck up their money. You know, we want to suck them dry when they come in. We want to give them a good time. But before they leave, we've got them maxed out, all right? Just spend their credit card, overdraft that shit, and and, and your country will do well then, all right? So 10 things like that you need to come up with, all right? Something that will attract. And really look at that list. Show it to a few of your friends around. And if you really, it's like from a neutral uh, uh, ground point of view, just go, would that make people go? Because here's what I'm thinking, right? It's got to be, think Instagrammable, all right? So everyone going there to a place wants to take a picture. And, and this isn't something new. All right, I'm not coming out. Instagrammable is just a new word for it. Back in my day, they called it showing off. Okay, it was showing off about where you went and what you got to do and that your sucky neighbor couldn't do it. <laughs> your relatives were too poor to travel, but you got to do it. All right, so you feel it, 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 we've always suffered. Humanity suffers from a lack of self-esteem. Let's feed on it, people. <laughs> Let's milk it. All right. So now we call it Instagrammable. So you got to give them stuff that they'll go, I want to come in, take a picture next to it, or tell my friends that I experienced this uh, thing, right? It's got to be a showing off thing. So that's your aim. <clears throat> Create those 10 things that do it for you. And that's the that's the other side, right? So countries, if you come up with that list, I guarantee your tourism will go up. Look at me. I'm offering governments free advice that's going to change your nation, all right? I should get paid for this. I should be hired as your ministry of tourism. But now that I've given my great idea away, maybe it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shit. I just realized that. Um, anyway, it's out there. And that's all you got to do. And once you've come up with that, your country will shine and you'll you'll have people flocking to it and going, oh my God, look at me, I took a picture next to 
a tall building. Woohoo! Wow, it's a marvel. I don't know. In my mind, tourists talk like that. Okay, so we're just, we're going with that. Okay. All right. Don't judge my acting skills. Uh, <laughs> and and I say that, but I bet no one, none of these guys in government. That's the problem, right? There's too many old people at the top in governments in too many countries who just don't want to get on with the plan. Don't get the hint, mother nature is giving them that hey look I've grayed up your hair you can't it takes you 15 seconds to get out of the car and straight your straighten your back up <laughs> you ever see older people you know uh, unfit people <clears throat> I'm including myself I kind of experience this myself that's why I'm, I know this we get out of the car and then as we're walking we're straightening our back up it's not like a straight you know fit people young people just get out and back straight we <laughs> We kind of walk out and then we slowly arc the back up slowly, slowly with each step until we're erect. So it looks like the evolution <laughs> of humanity. <laughs> we get out of the car like Neanderthals, <laughs> not Ninja Turtles. That's what it sounds like what I said. And we walk, walk till we're like completely uh, a proper human being, um, but just a dying one because we're older. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> that's what you want to do, um, and and yeah. So these guys are standing, sitting, not giving up their spaces in the government, and here we are because they won't take up great ideas like the ones I'm giving them. Do the obvious stuff and get going. All right. I'm talking a lot about age because it was my birthday yesterday. Thank you very much for the wishes. Uh, I did get a lot, and social media really is a great way to make uh yourself feel better. And uh, I I see one of the things, so I spent my birthday with my family and friends, and that was great. The day before, I went to the doctors, all right? Not not out of any emergency or anything. I decided, look, I'm like an aging car. I better have regular surfacing done. So I went in for my knee. My Last year, my right knee was off, and I actually needed an operation. It was a, uh, it was a meniscus tear. Um, <laughs> just so horrible. And I, at one point, I was like, I never recover from this. Uh, but the last few months, I've been up. Now my left knee is giving me trouble. So I got it. I went in. I got it checked. I had a couple of different checkups, by the way. Just, just so you know. Um, and uh, and it turns out there's this is what I was feeling. It's like a little dislocation. And so I've got a few meds. Hopefully, it'll be sorted with physiotherapy. But just, you know, just my body falling apart is really annoying to me because that's the bit that makes me feel older. In my mind, I'm like, I'm still 18. Even by, if you ask my wife, probably by my habits as well, right? So, so I, 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 I'm so alive up here in my brain and then my body's just like slobbering over and dying. <laughs> I'm just like, stop doing that, you know? So my left knee... This dislocation thing is a problem and possibly a meniscus tear, but I'll find out when uh, uh, an MRI gets approved uh, and we'll figure this out. But, you know, uh, one thing with aging that I've become smart about is just proactively go, man. I was so terrible about doing checkups and going to a doctor and stuff. Now I'm just like, oops, little twitch. Better go to see a doctor. Um, And I feel better about it. So that's happening. And then... I went and got myself checked 
for LASIK surgery. Now, I wear glasses, and one of my problems are my right eye is actually pretty much normal, slight number, and then my left eye is weak, and it's my it's my lazy eye. If you don't know what a lazy eye is, it's basically your eye acting like a teenager, like, why, why should I throw out the garbage? I don't want to do that, you know? So my, my left eye just sits there. I'm kind of one-eyed, I suppose, in a way, although I... I don't know how it works. Basically, my left eye just let me down, all right? Uh, my mom tried to get it fixed when I was younger, and I just fought off any attempts, and I'd run away, and she gave up eventually. She had four other kids to worry about. I don't blame her. And <laughs> she just went, you'll have to do with that good eye, all right? Uh, and so, <clears throat> too late to completely repair it. I'll never get 20-20 vision, but as we know from the year 2020, it was overrated. Uh, which made me a little sad about the thought, but I was like, hey, I'll get have improved vision. I'll get to get rid of my glasses. You know, one of the two things I particularly hate about wearing glasses are these. A, when you've got a kid, they, they go through this phase where they just want to pull it off, all right? <laughs> so they break it. It's just such it's such an extra cost to you, right? Uh, I think my kid almost mocks me because sometimes he takes it and he puts it on and he walks around with this like, expression on his face like he's imitating me <laughs> it's just like a mocking impression of me and really smug and I, <laughs> if I wasn't laughing at it so hard I'd smack him you know uh, but he's so cute doing it and I have to like fight off my glasses back from him the second the second problem is when you live in a country like Dubai it's so hot and humid in the summer like you go through this phase of a few months where you walk get out of your air-conditioned nice car and and the smog just hits your glasses and you're blinded within like a second right it's so quick like it's it's uh the equivalent of flash right like uh, the superhero it's just it's there and and you just, <laughs> you just turn blind and you look like an idiot right and you have to just I don't know, live with I'm, I'm sick of it all right so I'm hoping uh, well, I was hoping that this time they'll fix it. And there were a couple of good things because when I went 10, 15 years ago, one of my doctors at that time was just like, no, look, it won't do much for you. Don't do it. I don't know if it's a technology that's changed or this current doctor just wants to make money. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm happy to go along. All right. <laughs> and so I got myself checked up. And one good news that came out was apparently my doctor was like, why have these guys been giving you these glasses with your left eye just giving up on you? Uh, and, and I know she's like, it's not going to be 100%, but it has a lot more scope than it shows on your glasses. So I've basically been kind of misdiagnosed for a while, which is cool to know now, but also makes me angry about it. She was like, basically, they were just a bit lazy about trying to get to the right number with it. And I saw better and I was like, wow. Uh, it's a miracle because she was, you know, they put the funny glasses on you where they ch keep changing the lenses. <laughs> it always makes you feel like a James Bond villain or something. And then go, can you see any better? Huh? Can you? I, I feel bad. When I was a kid, I couldn't tell. I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, that likes to look at two. Yeah, that also looks like a two. I don't know. It looks a little smaller. That one looks like a little more blurred. Uh, I can't tell the difference between the last three you just put in. And so you just get fixed with that. And they think... You can't, you can't do much more than that. Anyway, <clears throat> so I go through that, and she goes. She sits me down. She's like, look, uh, your left eye will be improved a lot, and your right eye is pretty good as it is, and the only reason I have to wear glasses with a number on my right eye is to <laughs> apparently 
to keep my perspective correct. Because if they just put a lens on my left eye, it would throw me off balance. She described it as, what'd she say? She said it would be like you're walking on heels with one heel higher than the other. And that's how you'd see everything. And I was like, that sounds kind of fun and trippy. It would have been cool to do it sometimes. Right? Just walk around. If I'd known that, I probably would have tried that at some point. I'm like, I don't need your drugs. I'm just going to put this lens on my left eye and woo! Woohoo! Right? Just just be excited about it. So, uh, so there you go. So now I'm getting LASIK done. It's the day after tomorrow. No more glasses. Um, I'm paving the way in my family. Not too many people have done it. I don't know why. It's like such a simple, easy process. Now it's really affordable as well. I was shocked at how cheap it is at a, at a really good hospital too. So I don't know. I don't know what the discount is. Is a summer discount or something going on? I, I have no idea. So I'm I'm going to do that. Uh, it sounds exciting. You know what was not exciting? This is this is going to get me into a little bit of trouble, but I have to say it. All right, I was coming back. I I took an Uber back and forth because I wasn't sure. Uh, today they were going to put some things in my eyes, like uh, diluted. Uh, is it diluting? I don't know what it is. They they put something up to test it better. And uh, so I was a, a little worried that on the drive back I might kill people because I can't, <laughs> can't see them. And that's never good. Never. Go- it's so much trouble for you because you have to, you know, go to your insurance, uh, have it covered and, you know, apologize to the family of the deceased. It's just too much trouble. So, <laughs> so I took an Uber and I felt car sick on the way out on the way back. And I'm trying to think what was it. And I realized it was the smell, man. It just smelled really bad. I was, I was kind of surprised. I never complain on the app. I'm not doing this. I know how people react when you bring this crap up. People go, but have you seen their lives? They they have a tough job and they're driving around all the time and they have to deal with crap and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, that just sounds like everyone else in this world right now. All right. Everyone has shit going on. So while I sympathize with their problems, yeah. Just smell better, man. Just smell better. I felt so sick. I wanted to puke. Okay, so uh, there's got to be this got to you got to allow making fun or talking about something without everyone getting up in arms about it. just just because I made fun of that one aspect doesn't mean I don't feel for him. All right. So yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about that. <laughs> about why I brought it up. It just bugged me today. And because it made me feel sick, I was just like, oh, come on, you got to find a middle ground. We should be about, allowed to create. There's got to be a way for them to drive all day. <laughs> hey, treat them like humans. I'm not the one doing it. I pay my full price and I treat them nicely. Well, I speak to them nicely. So, you know, I'm doing my bit. And what, what more do you, you want me to pay them their wages as well directly so they can live a better life? It's those companies that are screwing them up in the first place. So, but yeah, like give them some, maybe I should just start carrying deodorants around. I don't know, just pass them on to these guys and go, hey, listen, you're working in the heat. I know the car's air conditioned, but yeah, just use this stuff, man. Maybe that's, maybe that's the route to go. Now, great. Now I have to be that, <laughs> be that creepy guy carrying deodorants around going, hey, hey, you want some of this stuff? It's good for you. Sniff it. Sniff it. All right. Oh, that's terrible. So terrible. Um, yeah, so I did I did celebrate my birthday, and I forgot about, like, one of the things I 
I think, you know, I try to tell my friends most every year, remind them, like, don't get me gifts. I just feel embarrassed at this age now, you know. <laughs> and also, uh, I've always just never really celebrated because it falls in the middle of July. All my friends used to leave on their holidays, okay. So I'm not used to it. Kind of almost feels embarrassing. But I was also glad because, I, you know, I got to spend it with very close friends and I'm happy with that. But when I did get the gifts, I was like, hey, these are pretty cool. I got a perfume off uh, a cologne, a really nice one off a friend. Um, uh, one of my favorite closest friends, Rami and Kylie, they got me this mini arcade that's so kick-ass. Like, I, I, I'm going to play it with my son. So that was very cool. It's just like a mini size arcade. Like, it's the size of maybe it's like two feet, less than two feet. It's not two feet. It's like a foot and a half long. And yeah, and it's got loads of games. I haven't uh, kicked it into gear yet tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day we play. Um, another friend, Esan, uh, and his family, they gave me a couple of books that I really wanted. I'm really glad it's a set. It's that guy, man, Yuval. I think that's how his name is pronounced. So I, I, I read the, uh, I, I, his first book, Sapiens. I listened to it on the audio because I just didn't have time to sit down and read it. They're, they're really fat. You know, they're those fat books you look at and you go, either I'm going to go through these or this will become a tripod when I don't have one um, <laughs> when I'm filming. All right, so it's that big. Um, are they going to balance the table? Uh, no, no, they're too big. They maybe I stand on them to as platform shoes to look taller. I don't know, uh, but I'm looking forward to reading them through the summer. His second book's out. Uh, the first one was pretty cool. As soon as I told another friend, Kiran, he he sent me this link about uh, how people have criticized some of the facts in it. So now I'm going to have to read that too. All right, and I'm going to have to make up my mind. Regardless, it was a fun book. Uh, I think I will enjoy reading it because, you know, I love audio uh, and I, I feel like if audiobooks weren't around, uh, the option, I wouldn't get through so many books as I can because I spend more time on the road sometimes, right? And uh, But I uh, but it's one of those books where you're like, I want to underline this. I want to look this up later uh, and mark it. I know you can do it on Audible, which I use, but it's just different with a book and pen. I'm old-fashioned that way. And his second book looks interesting. I don't think it's got as great reviews, but it'll still be interesting to read and see what's in there. Uh, those were nice gifts. And and my uh, well, another great gift from Rushdie. You know Rushdie, my man Rushdie, who I do, Sal and Rushdie do uh, the podcast and a lot of other gigs and stuff. So we uh, he got him, him and his girl Marie got me and my wife Sarah a spa pass. Awesome. I'm just reading off stuff to show off about. I just literally said, you know, uh, gigs, uh, I, I'm embarrassed about gifts and stuff. And now I'm rattling off about how cool my gifts were. I think I just wanted to give my friends a shout out and thank them uh, in, in public for them being so kind and wonderful and, and loving, right? So this part was very personal. Um, it was nice. But, you know, I have to say the, the, the best gift I got was was from my mom. Uh, she called me up, and I was really sad about not spending it with her this time around. I've missed the last couple of birthdays with her. And I was just, you know, I kind of passed a remark. I was like, hey, uh, I'm getting older, yeah. And she said two things that were really cute. First, you know, she's always said that. She's like, listen, you'll always be young and a baby for me. And I get it now with my own kid. I'm like, yeah, he's always going to be this age in my head. And I, it feels nice for your mom to say that. And then she said something nice uh, that I think is a nice little lesson for all of us she said uh, it, we're not just celebrating you completing this many years on earth it's also marking and creating hope for the coming year of your life 
And it kind of feels better than doing a stupid New Year's Eve with everybody else, but mark it from your own birthday to your next birthday and 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 just, you know, um, I am hopeful about it and she wished me well and I, yeah, that was very touching and I love my mom for that. Um, really brought my birthday together really well. Um, yeah, that's what I've been up to, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I, I'm going to stop there. That's a nice little note on, on my mommy and daddy uh, who both love me so much. Haha. <laughs> and uh and wish me and it was that was the best part of it and i'm gonna say bye here make sure guys make sure you leave a comment or share the episode uh show me some love especially birthday love that's your gift to me i'm asking for it up front uh, and have a great week ahead i'll catch you guys again uh take care bye or as a dog would say woof